Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to this episode of The Professor Travel. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Southern California. This is the website, the vlog, and the podcast that you come to in order to learn more about different travel destinations. Hopefully, this will inspire you to travel more and enjoy life more, but come together as a community in order to discuss these different locations. Now, you can reach me on a variety of different social media platforms, of course, starting with my website at theprofessortravel.com. On YouTube, on Facebook, and now on TikTok, you can find me there at The Professor Travel. If you're a Instagrammer, you can find me on there at the underscore professor underscore travel. If you're a Twitter Er, 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 er. You can find me on Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. And then finally, if you're a blogger, you can find me on Blogspot at TheProfessorTravel.blogspot.com. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce you to two visiting professors, Neil and Kimberly Junker. How are you both doing today? Very Great. Well. Thanks for asking. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to talk a little bit about you and your travel channel, but before we get started, I was wondering if you can tell us a little bit about your credentials, either educational background or maybe some places that you've traveled before. Ladies first. Well, um, Neil and I are both certified international tour managers, and we both went to school for that. Um, I am currently working as a travel agent. Uh, along with, and we do a lot of group travel and things like that. I've been to coming up on 20 countries. Oh, nice. Um, Actually, I counted as more like 21. Is it? Well, it's going to be in May. <laughs> yes, got to add another one. Um, so go ahead. Oh, are that you? is where you stop? I'm stopping. <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> All right, fair enough. So um, my name is Neil and... Oh, I'm Kimberly. Yeah, it would be good to mention you. <laughs> anyway, okay. um, me and Kimberly are both uh, the founders of To Travel and Tour, our uh, YouTube channel. What's education? And yeah, I know Kimberly. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah, like Kimberly, I'm a certified international tour manager. And I've been to 25 countries, coming up on 26 here soon when we visit the Dominican Republic. Yes. And yeah, I've always had, I, I grew up traveling. I've lived in five different countries at this point in time. And I simply cannot imagine a life without travel. And you know, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. He's originally from the Netherlands too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Wonderful. You guys brought up a really interesting subject. And before we actually move on to the next slide, I'd love to ask you, what exactly is a tour manager? Ah, great uh, question. Yeah, we attended IGA, which is the International Guide Academy, and they train guides and tour directors. Okay. Now, what Neil and I do, being tour managers and tour directors, is that we are responsible for getting the group from point A to point B to point C. We are with the group the whole time from the beginning of the trip to the end on like guided um, trips. 
So now you might have individual guides for individual areas. Like if you're in Rome, you might have an individual guide for, say, the Colosseum. Mm -hmm. But it would be up to us to make sure that the group got there to meet the guide. And then after that particular tour is done, then we move on with the very same group, whereas the tour guide continues to move on with the next group at the Colosseum. Right. Okay. That makes sense then. So the guides are more specialist in just their specific tour or their specific right. area, and you are working on an entire trip for the person yes. and piecing That's that together. That makes sense. Okay, perfect. So before we jump into your travel channel, I would love to know a little about you. You guys both met when you guys were um, when you guys were working together or going through the educational process together uh, in travel, or how did that happen? How it unfolded? No, not at all. How do you meet? Talk to me about this. Who are you? How did you meet? And why is travel a passion for you both? Well, for me, I will say this: it, I reached a point in my life, and I realized I had never seen the ocean. My family never traveled growing up. It wasn't something that we did. And at some point I decided I had never seen the ocean. I was a grown up and I'm like, I'm going. And I started cruising. And that was gosh, a lot of years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just never stopped. Um, how Neil and I met actually had nothing at all to do with travel. No, zero. Okay. How this came about was um, we just <laughs> wanted to play a game online. Yes, we were playing an online game. And uh, we were not looking for anything, really. No, uh, we just, just wanted to play a game and just have some fun playing the game. That is all. And yet, um, we ended up in the same group that was playing that particular game. Yeah, it was and, an international game. Yeah. And, and the, the funny thing is, it was called Perfect World. Yes. Oh, okay. Warcraft. Yeah, but not... That's it, my game. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, it has its own storyline. It's more so based on Oriental mythology, and it was a lot of fun playing it. So we played that for a while in the same group. Then we argued like a husband and wife right Oh from my the start. gosh, from day one, all we did was yell at each other. And, uh, yeah, because we are rather different from each other, let's say. Maybe. Just a little bit. A little bit. And... Uh, <laughs> Then we ended up deciding, you know what, this we might, like, be, yeah, this like might this. be more fun in real life. <laughs> and so we yelled at each other for about a year. Yeah. And then we decided we liked it. And then he decided to come see me. Yeah. And yeah. And, uh, we went into this phase of, yeah, that is where the travel began back and forth. Yeah. So it also and included that was... uh, Kimberly's very first trip to Europe. Oh, Nice. So, yes, that, uh, we made that uh, quite memorable with visits to Germany and France. Mm -hmm. and, and the Netherlands. And the Netherlands, yes, where I was living at the time. And, yeah, well, then 2013 came around, ultimately, and that's when we got married. Yeah. And the rest is history. Well, congratulations to you both. That was awesome. And so... Um, so for Kimberly, your passion was really because you didn't get a lot of travel at the beginning of your life. And then it was just like you wanted to move forward with that process. You know what? I think it was it was always something that was missing for me. OK. And um, and then, like I said, I realized at some point, what am I doing? Why? You know, it's something that I desire. And I've always been I mean, I've worked from the time I was 15. And then sometimes I might have had two jobs, sometimes three jobs. Mm. And I just kept going at that pace and going at that pace and going at that pace. 
and 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 I have children too, and that's with kids. And at some point, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I teaching them? That this that there's this whole world out there. Yeah. And so I started traveling, and like I said, I haven't stopped. But for me, it was something I've always wanted. But then I think what it was is it was very much in my mind that it was out of my reach. Okay. And I think that's what a lot of people make the mistake. You can travel rather affordably if you know how to. True. Very true. That makes sense. And that's a great idea to want to use a travel consultant in order to like to save that, save money on that and to work yeah. in conjunction with them in order to make that a smoother process for everybody. You know what too is, and I don't think people realize either. I'm going to say this about travel agencies or travel agents. Mm -hmm. They think that it's going to cost them more to use a travel agent. Where in fact, most time it's going to save them money because whether you buy, say a cruise, you know, for me, you book a cruise with me or you book a cruise directly with um, say princess cruise lines, Mm -hmm. it's going to be normally the same price. But what I'll be able to do for you or another travel agent is to kind of look at other things, look at different dates, or your particular agency might have something going on that they get an extra $50 worth of credit or an extra this or an extra that because they've blocked out rooms. But it never costs them more. It can only cost them less. Which is great. Um, now, let me switch over to Neil for just one second. Now, Neil, you you were saying that you've lived in five countries previously. And through, through, through that, was it just something that you were used to traveling? Or what really inspired you to have kind of a passion for traveling? Because obviously, you have a channel. So. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, so basically, I grew up traveling. I, I don't know any better, but to get on an airplane and go somewhere. And for me, the idea that there are people out there in this world that have not, is just completely unfathomable for me. And, and I find it in a way fascinating. And on, and on the other way, it's like, I feel bad for those people because they didn't get to experience the great things that this world has to offer. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's very hard for me to imagine. So I grew up traveling on a very early age, but the way I travel, I would say, is vastly different now from the way I traveled back then growing up with my parents. Hmm. Um, my parents were very much about bringing the country where we're from to the country yeah. we're visiting. So <laughs> if we would visit, then there would be two big grocery bags with food and everything that came along. And well, you can kind of figure out by now how I feel about that. <laughs> so when we went to Greece the one time... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I remember I, I was standing on the balcony of our room, and, and down below there was this chef making an absolutely delicious-looking meal out of, you know, on a charcoal grill or whatever he was using. And it smelled fantastic, but no, my parents didn't want to hear about it. They wanted it. <laughs> French fries and I don't know what else, but you know, very things that you could get at home. And um, well, that is, yeah, that is not the way I prefer to travel. When when I go to a different country, I want to experience the culture, experience the food, experience all those things that that particular country has to offer. And um, so I always had that fondness of travel. Um, And then, you know, I get to the time of college and everything, and there was a bit of a hiatus. But 
to say that I was no longer interested in travel, no, that was absolutely not the case. It's just that, yeah, I had things to take care of and there was simply not a whole lot of opportunity to do so, both from a time point of view and a financial point of view. But now, um, yeah, those times have changed, obviously, and we're now more in a position that we can travel more in different places. And so we have uh, fully picked that back up again. And uh, yeah, to the point now that it has truly become our life goal, basically, yeah. to, to travel continuously. That's so beautiful. we do like a home base. Yes, we, we do like to have a home base, a place to, you know, come back to and all that. But um, it is not uncommon for us to come home and then already start talking about the next trip. <laughs> okay. We I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. We, yeah. Were, we were actually talking, okay, on our last trip to Mexico, <laughs> we were in the pool with our group talking about where we were going next. So by the time we got home, I was already looking into Punta Cana for the group. And by the end of that week, we were already booked. You know, you bring up a really good point about something, and I should mention it really quick. When people travel, especially on cruises, it's a little bit different because you know, if I go with my partner to a hotel in Hawaii or something like that, that's fine. We visit, we may pass people in the hallways, but we don't really sit down and dine with people. We don't go on, we, we may go on a tour with someone, but then they're kind of like a single serving friend and we're like, okay, bye. <laughs> we never track them again. But when you're on a cruise, you're with someone for a week in some cases, you know, my, 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 my partner's a smoker. And so, you know, we, we were in a smoking section and we got to meet with a lot of different people there and we went on tours with them. We came back, we had an opportunity to have drinks with them. We all shared meals. So when you're looking at cruising, like you may mention, sometimes you have those situations where you make friends for life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really interesting dynamic, which by the way, leads us into another passion of yours, which is your channel. So when, when was this developed and, and why? So talk to me a little bit about that. Well, Neil and I have been going back and forth about whether we wanted to start a channel. Mm-hmm. Um, because granted, like I said, with the tour managing and then, and we wanted to have our life revolve around our passion, which is travel. And we've kind of positioned ourselves in a way that we could do that. And so we talked about it. Then it was like, no, no, I don't think we should. Well, maybe we should. Then it was like, and then he was more, he was more like, yeah, I think we should try this. And I'm more like. Yeah, you were more on the fence. I don't know. Yeah. You know, uh -uh. but, um, and so it was last February, um, right before the pandemic started. And. We were on a cruise. Oh, wow. And yeah, we were on a cruise ship and we were in the pool. While it was raining. While it was raining. Because that's <laughs> me and Neil. Yeah. We're going to get wet. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> we were the only ones in there. Yeah. And we were having a good time. And walking past. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. I saw Dawn. Yeah, from Dawn's family vacation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's Dawn. Yeah. That's Dawn. We have been watching this <laughs> vlog for a while. And, of course, he walked on by. And then, you know, we're on the cruise ship because we're on the Divina, actually. Mm-hmm. And we're going, 
Okay. We're, we're like trying to do a dawn sighting, right? <laughs> and, um, and then that, and then I think it was that evening or the next evening in the theater. Yeah, we went to a show. We yeah. went to a show and lo and behold, Dawn is sitting in the front row with Tony. From Lolita Loca. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so I'm like, hey. We know you <laughs> We know you guys. <laughs> and we started talking and um, ended up talking with them a good bit throughout the next, you know, the, the week. Mm-hmm. And they were very encouraging. Yes. You know, guys you guys sure. should really, you know, try this. Go ahead, you know, see how it goes. You know, and yeah. Don's like, you know, my first videos were awful, <laughs> you know, and just see how you like it, you know. And um, it's a great community, a very welcoming community. And now, granted, theirs are more geared towards cruising, where we're mm-hmm. more general travel. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what we wanted. Which is fine. And, and in fact, I think you bring up a very good point. Um, when, when I started my channel, which was in August of 2019, I'd been pondering it for like a, like half a year. And then I was on a cruise in the Mediterranean and I was, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? The best advice I got was from another, another person who runs a podcast who was, who was putting this together and said, you know what? Just put one video out there. Just just try it. Just do something. It can look horrible. You'll probably yeah. you'll probably hate it. But the fact of the matter is, you're just starting a path, and you'll refine it, and you'll refine that, and you'll continue to refine it, and you'll get better and better as you go through this. And then you'll start to develop what what kind of content do I want to develop, and where am I going to put it, and how do I want to how do I want to how I, how often do I want to put it out there. So I think they had a really good point. And to anybody that's out there that's interested in travel vlogging, have an idea as you go through this process, you know, put, put your own spin on it because that's the thing that makes it unique is that it's you that's doing this, yeah. not, not anybody else. And you're, you're a unique and individual entity to itself, but I digress. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to go through right. there. Very good point. I do uh, want to add something to that because um, what, how to travel and tour started is certainly not what it is today. And it will never be that again in the future either, because we never imagined in a thousand years that it would actually turn more so into a whole community. Yeah rather than just a channel. And because at first we didn't even, we were not even sure if we wanted to start live streams. We didn't really have a plan. No. Was, <laughs> well, we, we did, but we didn't. I mean, you know, circumstances happen and you kind of adjust accordingly. That's kind of what ended up happening. So we started, okay, let's put some videos out and all right. Then we get into the whole live stream part, which turned out to be a you know a very nice addition to to our um, channel that we enjoy doing. We, that is the big thing. We actually enjoyed it. Like yeah, the cruisathon came about, and then uh, like, yeah, we'll or from Raleigh Creative Travel, he, he got us a spot mm-hmm. in that. He's he's the mastermind behind the cruisathons, and we really enjoyed doing it. But it also gave us like an opportunity there to meet a lot of fellow travelers and, you know, um, introduce them to our channel that way. And that is when I would say the the start of the community really began. And now it is to the point that we rather think of to travel and tour as a community rather than a channel. And yeah, yeah, great perspective. Yeah, Yeah, actually. 
Hence the group tours and all that that we are working mm -hmm. on now, putting together. Um, yeah, the first group tour came around only last year when in September, October, something like something that. Like that we did Mexico. Of course. Yeah, and it we was open. yeah, and then we never stopped group tours since. Yeah. And now in for for the Dominican Republic, we are what, already a dozen people coming About along. A dozen, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. So yeah, it's it's really singles, couples. All yeah. kinds of ages. Um, I don't think that you and I have a demographic. No, we, we don't. <laughs> we, we don't. No, and in, we don't. From multiple angles, we don't. So uh, it, it doesn't matter how old you are, and it doesn't matter where you're from, because no. we very much position ourselves as an international travel channel, how technically many? interactive international channel. How many countries have visited our live streams at this point? Our live streams or yeah. our channel? Our live streams. Well, what do you know our channel? How do you know our channel? How do you know? There's a thing in YouTube called analytics. Yeah, but that doesn't do Um, You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. But anyways, um, in terms of the amount of people that have visited our live streams, you're looking at approximately 40 different countries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do have a question for you both. In sure. considering the tours that you guys and the packages that you put together for the groups, um, do you take into consideration people who might have limited mobility and may not be able to do that? And so what is what what does that package look like when you involve individuals that might have some of those challenges and may not be able to keep up with a more active group? Well, a lot depends on what we're doing. Now, like I said, these all-inclusive resorts. Um, I've been very, I'm always very upfront about the level of activity that we're looking at. I mean, there's not a whole lot of activity with all the inclusive resorts, but with that being said, if somebody has problem with steps or things like that, um, I will make sure to request to the hotel that they are in a ground floor room. Okay. Things like that. It depends on how much I, how much extra um, help that they would need. Um, if like we're looking at possible, I've just started putting together a tour, hopefully for February to Egypt. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, hopeful. Mick, you should join us. <laughs> I'll have to have a conversation about you with that. <laughs> yes. And, um, I'm starting to look at that, but that is going to be a rather active tour, okay. you know, and if, if someone wanted to join us, I would let them know up front the activity level. And then it's up to them if they feel that they can keep up with that activity level. If they can't, what I can do is find them a tour that would be more suited to their activity level. Okay, so you're able to, it, it, everybody's not on the same path. You might have people that can veer off and go on a, their own private tours, but come back no, to well, still no. work with the same this, group. No, this would be one group. And then they would, if, if say, um, just for example, if they can't do that level of activity on this particular tour, then perhaps I might be able to find a different trip for them with okay. people with a similar mobility. Got it. Okay. That they could attend because not, I mean, like I'm not personally going to go on a trip that is all skydiving and zip. Why not? Come on. Because, <laughs> no, it's not, not it's neither of us, but you know, but I'm, so that's not a trip that I would go on just like this trip with this level of activity and going into, um, cause we might go into the pyramids, which you can do and things like that. That might not be for everybody. Okay. So I would suggest that they picked a different trip. Like I said, I could find them one for Egypt, maybe not with our group, but with similar mobility. 
But it should also be noted that um, even if there is a group coming with us, we do not expect them to at all times do the exact same things no. we do. Not no. at all, actually. Now with um, like the all-inclusive resorts yeah. or with cruising or anything like that, if you want to go up and do your own thing. Yeah, that's perfectly and all okay. That, that's yeah. great. We'll be here. See ya. Yeah. And not a problem. Not a problem. And like this one that we're hosting in Punta Cana, um, we're going to be there, Neil and I, for two weeks. Yep. We're going to yep. be there the 15th through the 29th. Now, people are staying different numbers of nights. Mm-hmm. Okay. So some people wanted to do eight nights. Some people are doing the full 14. Some people are doing 12. So in a, way, in a way, you can kind of make it modular for those people. So yeah. let's say, for example, you have a series of tours, we'll say, we'll just call them A through F. And a person who's staying the full two weeks like you would, would go through potentially doing all of those tours with you. But if you mm-hmm. have a person that arrives on like day eight and maybe only can only be there for a week, they may do C through F or something like right. that. Now that's for like something like Punta Cana. Now we will, like when we went to Mexico this last time, um, we did have some short, like excursions. Mm-hmm. One was to a very nice spa. Another one was on a pirate ship. It was things that people wanted to do. But also then some of the other people booked some of their own excursions and went ahead and did to um, different island or whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. So, or I can book that for them too. I was, that was what I was going to ask. I was like, can you still act as kind of like a full service yeah. travel advisor for them as they go through that yes. process? Okay. Yes, we can. Wonderful. Excellent. So let's talk about where you've been, a little bit of information about where some of, some, of the, some of the stuff that you guys have done too. So how many continents have the two of you been to at this point? Well, uh, we have been to the Americas. So basically, yeah. I'm pretty much, yeah, a very good bit of North America, I'd say. Yeah, nice amount. Um, so that includes like Mexico, Canada, includes like Canada um, United States. <laughs> of course, that was mine too. So <laughs> in South America, we uh, there was Colombia. We went there. Um, Central America. Extensively through the Caribbean, although oh, that's yeah. that's not a continent of its own, but it's in so the general. Got- so you at least have two, and then of course you you yourself came from yeah, Europe. I've been here too. Really too so Several again. countries. Yeah, we're, we're, I think if you were only to count North America, South America, and, and Europe, then you would be at three. Okay, yeah, we haven't been to Africa yet. No, but that's well, up. that's February. Yep, <laughs> with Egypt, and in terms of countries, you had already said. I think you, Kimberly, were at twenty-one, and Neil, you were at twenty-five. Was it? Uh, it's going to be 21 and 26 once we hit Ghana. Yeah, okay. but that's not counting countries or, well, uh, let's say places that are not an independent country. So, for instance, we have been to Bermuda as well, but Bermuda is part of the British Commonwealth. Okay. So, it's, it's not its own so independent nation. <laughs> so, we don't count it as such. But or Puerto Rico. I, I think if you were to add territories, Cayman Islands, another great yeah. example. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, we have been to places like that too, and if you were to add all those, then it is, that's even more than we already have. Spectacular! Now, since you guys have been together, do you guys always travel as couples, or have you guys traveled solo from time to time? This has been an ongoing conversation with us. Yes. Um, normally, we do travel together. Yeah. Um, I have done one trip. Hmm. Um. Without Neil, but that was with my son. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we haven't. But there are some things that Neil is more interested in, and some things that I am more interested in, and we have talked about 
possibly doing solo tours like him and maybe um, one of the other vloggers doing like he's very interested in Machu Picchu and going to Peru. I don't know if I, I don't, I'm kind of on the fence on that one. Okay. But I, um, I'm interested, but I know he's going to want to do it a lot differently than I would do it. Okay. Because he's going to want to climb everything. He's going to want to do all that stuff. He's going to want to, you know, hike through the wilderness for. That's, that's my, that's my spouse, by the way. And like my spouse would literally do bungee jumping or skydiving or whatever. And I'm like, nope, I'll take a museum. I'll, you know, enjoy the cultural aspects, the food aspects. I'm happy about that. But some of those other things I'm like, "Mm, no, I'm I'm okay. Yeah. And and I think he's going to want to do a lot more hiking and, and that kind of thing that I would want to do. And what I don't want to do is ruin the experience for him. But there are trips that I, there are things that I like to do. Like I would like to go to the chef's table. Mm. Um, I want to do a Cunard cruise, which he has no interest in. Zero. Zero. <laughs> you know, because. Not want to dress up really, really like in your, like 24-7? No? Okay. That's not him. No. No. Yeah. Look at him. No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a suit and tie kind of guy. No. That's totally understandable. Um, I do want to comment on something really quick uh, from when you were saying that, Neil, when you were saying that your parents traveled and they brought food potentially with them as well. I have a friend that I grew up who with whose parents or who, whose father, I should say, was from Holland. So I know the quality of the cheeses and the chocolates there. And so when I say that, I understand potentially bringing some really good quality stuff. That makes perfect sense to me. Fair enough. Okay. (laughs) Now I do want to jump into another topic. That's a little bit more pointed. And I think it's important for anybody who's maybe a first time traveler going to different places that they may have heard of or understanding their travel a little bit more in depth. And that's um, risk avertment in certain areas. Um, Has, how do you plan out for a, for a travel excursion or a travel, whether it's a tour, a cruise, a flight to a place that may be having a little bit of political upheaval or civil unrest. How, how do you deal with that? Or what, what are what is your typical strategy to work with for that? I would say for us, it's always been about research. Okay. To really get a that, feel. That is stage one. Stage one yeah. is, is really get a feel of what's going on in the, in the area that you're interested in going to. And when in doubt, book with a group. Yeah. And there is also such a thing as, you know, um, just because there is like one particular place in a country where there is a lot of unrest, it doesn't necessarily mean that in another place there's a lot of unrest. Right. So um, Spain, for instance, yes, if you you go to Barcelona and there is, you know, uh, upheaval over there, um, then that might not necessarily mean that all the way down south in the city of Seville there is a lot of unrest. So it would be perfectly okay to travel to Seville. There, there is, you know, you're safe there. And also, too, is, and I've always stressed this with people that travel or are interested in traveling, common sense. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, I've had people say, oh, no, I wouldn't travel there. You know, there's, it's a level whatever, and there's a lot of pickpockets, and there's this, and there's this. and There and are pickpockets everywhere, for the most part. Okay. But you have to ask yourself, would you really wander off into that unknown dark alley by yourself in your hometown? Exactly. And I've asked people that. Would you really go into an alley at night by yourself where you live? 
And most people say, oh, God, no. Then yeah. why would you do that on vacation? Yeah. You know, it's a lot of common sense. And like I said, and if it's anything that you're questioning, definitely book with a group. Because, and especially, I just think it's a good idea. Because that way you have somebody like a tour manager, a tour director looking after the group. You have other people that know who you are, that know you should be with them. If you're not with them, they're going to notice this right away. Mm-hmm. Where if you're traveling on your own, it might take a little longer till somebody says, hey, wait a minute, um, we haven't heard from them. Another so. thing I would like to bring up regarding this particular topic is listen to what the locals have to say in terms yeah. of instructions. So, for instance, if a hurricane happens... Oh, my gosh. This yeah. is my biggest pet peeve in the world. I knew you were going to say something like that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if, if a hurricane, which we did happen we to us there. last year, we were yeah. there for that hurricane Zeta, Zeta. hit. Yes. And, um, you know, th- there was a very thorough briefing on what was to be going on, how they were going local to handle it, local know. authorities. And indeed, as you can tell, we are having this interview with you, Scott, as we speak. We so we live. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> But apparently there are some folks out there that believe that they should completely ignore what the locals have to say, ignore oh their instructions gosh. and just wander off into, well, nothingness, basically. Well, that's the thing is when the one hurricane was going through Mexico. Now... Being in the travel and all aspects, I belong to a lot of different Facebook groups that are travel related. I'm sure you are too. Yes. I belong to a lot of different resort groups as well. And to kind of keep an eye on what's going on in different areas and what people are saying about with the COVID and all Mm -hmm. of that thing and what the restrictions are like at different resorts. That way I kind of have a, a finger and a kind of like a first person aspect of what's going on in different places. Well, when the one hurricane was going through, there were people posting in these Facebook groups, the most idiotic things and like giving advice to people when they have no idea what they're talking about. There was somebody who told people, don't listen to the authorities. Don't listen to the hotel, get rent a car and get in it and drive as far and fast as you can. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, completely pointless. Why would you tell us? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, there are some people that maybe aren't as well traveled and see something like that and go, oh my God, maybe we should do that. He must know what he's talking about. And the best, the best, the absolute best argument that I can think of to just follow the instructions and the advice that the locals have to offer is this. They want your business as yeah. a traveler. So they are never going to advise you, to you something <laughs> that is going to be at their own detriment. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, really, it's, it's, it's a lot of common sense. It yeah, really yeah. is. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and that's the thing too, is like, I'm not going to go to an active war zone. No. You know, and I would strongly advise against that. Yeah. You know, There are simply some places in the world that with a little bit of research, you can conclude for yourself that it is right now not a good idea to go. I think it's a, I think another, I guess, a good, if you're a more adventurous traveler, um, you might want to look at, will travel insurance cover me going there? If you say no, you might want to think this. Mm -hmm. And speaking of risk management, that's another thing, travel insurance. Yeah. Very much so. I, I, I could tell you for me, it's, when I started cruising 
you know, it, by, uh, you know, as an adult, uh, just a couple of years ago, I hadn't really thought about the concept of travel insurance and or, you know, because I, I, I really don't think of cruising as an investment. I think of it as a trip. And now it's more of an investment because it's like you, if you're going to spend thousands of dollars on this, do you just want to protect it? You know, you protect your car with insurance. You protect a lot of other things with insurance. Why not protect this travel with insurance? Right. And especially the levels to which you know that if you're in a remote location, maybe this can help with medical expenses or even being able to get you back um, some of the costs if something happens. You know, you never know. No. So I am 100% on that same mindset with you. We've done something a little different this year, though. Actually, I had been always buying my insurance per trip this year we actually decided to buy it for the whole year i know there are a couple of places that will do that um without mentioning names of very specific companies you can talk with a travel agent or a travel advisor and they can give you a lot of information on that so yes, exactly so that's very good that's a good option for a person who definitely wants to travel a lot more if you're going to travel more than once a year if you're going to even do twice it's probably worth the money yep um, now we talked about Egypt earlier, but apart from countries that you have already booked, so I want to put those to the side for just one moment. What are some countries that you, that are on your bucket list of places that you would absolutely love to go if money was of no object and you could just leave tomorrow on whatever type of a travel excursion you wanted to go? Well, there are several countries that come to mind, although um, you may be interested to hear that Egypt was for both of us the absolute number one destination. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, and, and that's both of us, which that, that means we must we go. We must go. There's if we no agree on day. something, oh my <laughs> then, then it is really a must do. But um, <laughs> other than Egypt, uh, a little while back, Kimberly already mentioned about Machu Picchu in Peru. I would be very, very interested in going there. Uh, Norway is very high on my yeah. list as well, on our list, I should say. Uh, yeah. We think it would be fantastic to sail through like all the fjords and everything and, and yeah. get that experience. Um, Australia, New Zealand. Of course. That'd be another one. The Maldives. I mean, oh how can you not? I mean, okay, if money's no object, I'm yeah. going to do first class Maldives the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> I have this, I have this dream cruise that we actually had booked or we, we hadn't booked it actually. We were going to book it last year prior to the, or uh, before the pandemic actually started. It's a 30 day cruise through Oceana starts in Dubai and goes from, listen to this. It starts in Dubai, then goes to Abu Dhabi, then Muscat, Oman, then down the West coast of India. So you're hitting uh, Mumbai, Mangalore, Cochin, and then down to Sri Lanka to Colombo. You dock there. Then you head westbound. Now you're going to the Seychelles and the Maldives. Oh, oh my God. But wait, but wait, I'm not done there's yet. More. There's <laughs> more, but wait, there's more. And so then you go into the Strait of Madagascar. So you're hitting Kenya, Tanzania, Mozambique, and then you disembark in South Africa. And so that's through Oceana. Oceana. Oceana, yeah. It was the Nautica was the specific ship that we were looking at. And so because I work in the education industry, so I already have off a couple of weeks in December when the kids are off at break. So it's like, Oh, I'll just use my vacation time at the beginning of December and just to stay off the entire month and boom, yeah. I'm there. So yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things that we've been seriously considering at this point moving forward. Um, unfortunately, because last year we had to readjust our travel plans. And so we're looking, we're looking into some stuff. 
Neil and I were actually in the Netherlands when the whole pandemic really got out of hand. Yeah. We were on, we were in March. We were among the last ones to actually make it out without too many issues. Yeah. That's when they were talking about shutting everything down and all that. And we just, and we came home and it just so happened that we were booked to travel through um, Washington, D.C., which was one of the 13 airports you could fly back into. Yeah. It was just luck. Did you have, did you have like a two week downtime that you had to have like quarantining when you came back? Okay. At the beginning there. Yeah. That was, that was pretty, well, it wasn't mandatory. They said highly encouraged, highly encouraged. Yes. And we did. We did. So let's talk about the types of content that you have on your, uh, on your channel, within your community, the things that you do. We already talked about some of the group travels that you do. Um, But before we jump into that, what is this picture of that we have on the screen right now? Well, that's right. There was taken in the Netherlands near the city of Utrecht. It was uh, Castle de Haar, which is, uh, well, how much, how much time should it be from Amsterdam? Probably like 45 minutes away, maybe up to an hour from Amsterdam. Beautiful, beautiful castle. It's kind of what you would imagine what a European castle would look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is it from the outside and from the inside. But it's really interesting because it's kind of like what a castle would look like if it got hit with old Hollywood a bit. Hmm. On the I would imagine they probably do filming there too at one point or another, do. right? Yeah, okay. there have been movies and different things filmed there, and it has that kind of, I guess, old Hollywood kind of feel to certain rooms, to certain things. Yeah, and it's really visually an incredible, incredible place to go. Yeah. I mean, I can't recommend it enough. I was going to say, Neil, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. You were going to say right. something. Yeah, that, that's, um, it, it only points out that there is, it accentuates, I should say, that there is so much more to see in the Netherlands than oh, just yeah. Amsterdam. And that, that is the mistake that a lot of people they make. They do. But this is, this is one example. Okay, wonderful. So let's get to the content of your, of your channel and what you guys do. What are some of the things that, I mean, you obviously, you just launched something uh, this last week about current news and understanding things in the travel industry, which is fantastic. Um, what are some of the other things that you've, that you've built in as far as content goes? Because it looks like based on some of the videos that I've seen, you have a lot of, you know, what, you know, recommendations and things that you would, that you do over a course of time. But talk to me about what, you, what differentiates you from other travel channels that are out there i would definitely say for us it, it's truly the community yeah yeah uh that we, has really become the thing yeah when 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 i brought up to you that we more so think of ourselves at this point in time as a community rather than just a channel it, it's it's really true and and we see that more and more um with the elements that we have been adding to our channel so the live streams were the first was the first element basically to add to that um well you've probably been in our live stream so you've you've seen how we run that we go over lots and lots of comments rather than just telling stories all the time that is yeah uh, we, we like to have that conversation with other travelers yeah, that's and, what we also join the conversation. And not, not so much exclusively focus on our own experiences and no. opinions and uh but but make everyone a part of that and i think that is what truly sets us apart from other channels. That's really high level of interactive content that we have. Now, that's the thing, too, is we wanted to do something um, a little different after our first year, because mm-hmm. we have been doing this now a little over a year. 
And for year two, we decided to go in with the travel news. Now, there are a lot of people that do that very, very, very well. Yes. They are very good at getting the flash news, getting it out there quickly. Yeah. And they're, they're basically, the moment the news breaks, they, they, got are, it. they already got it. Basically. You know. Yeah, and and that's wonderful, yeah, that's and 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 but we knew that that wasn't us. No, and so and they're doing a great job at it, and we wanted to do something a little different that was us, and so um, doing the uh, we look at the month that we just had. What were some of the highlights? What were things that were talked about in our community? How are different people feeling in our community about certain topics? Right, and bringing the community into the news and things that are going on with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that seemed to be, I, I was very pleased with the first one. I think they're going to keep getting better. Plus two, there is an, an element to our uh, community slash channel that has a substantial bit of humor slash comedy yeah. even at times. So and, and we do not want to commit what I call murder of character by all of a sudden adding something to our channel, to our community that doesn't really fit in that. Yeah. And yeah. so no matter what element we try to add, we always try to stick with our character. Yeah. So it is something new and yet it, it, it fits <laughs> like it is a piece of a puzzle. That is what we strive for. That's fantastic. So then let me ask you, based on the interaction that you've had with the people within your community, what is the most common question that your viewers have asked? Where is he from? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, they, do you have an accent? Yeah, they pick up on, on an accent pretty fast in most cases. And as, yeah, you have such different accents and where are you from? And yeah, that, that's how that comes about. Okay. The funny thing is, is I, when I've spent... Um, extensive time in Europe with him, you know, and we even lived in Germany for a little while for three months. We lived in the Munich area. Well, that was you. I lived there longer. You lived there longer. But uh, when we came home, apparently I had picked up a little bit of an accent from from being with his family and and all of this and being in Europe. Because, I mean, I was there for a little while. And And so we go to Walmart. We go to the Walmart. (laughs) And they're like, the cashier, she's like, you have such distinct accents (laughs) and they're different from each other. Where are you two from? So for one, she got the question that I always And I'm like, I'm from down the street. You know, know, it's that down the street accent. So I get it. So it's very different. But what is a question that you wish that your viewers would ask you once in a while? Something that would be just, you know, I, I am so happy you asked me that question. Honestly, um, when can I travel with you? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a nice one. Yeah, because it, it only continues to build a community that we're trying to build. Yeah. And, and, and we like to meet yeah, people. Yeah, we, we like to meet them and, you know, get to experience travel together with them and have and a good time together. We learn so much from other people. Yes. That's why. That's one of the reasons I opened my channel in the first place was to try and educate. And that was a huge proponent of this. I, I said, you know, I, to share culturally the the groundbreaking of everything, you know, traveling outside of the United States and understanding that what cultures mean around the world and understanding it. Obviously, with the pandemic, it was really difficult to provide content. And so I was focusing more domestically. 
at that juncture. But it makes it makes a lot of sense to me in, in terms of the educational process, especially because of my background. Um, what about in terms of do you both have global entry or mobile passport at all? You do not. Interesting. With all the travel you do, I'm really kind of surprised about that. What about as far as your view on currency? Do you are you one of these people that you'll purchase some currency with you ahead of time before you leave or when you arrive at your location? If we need it, when we arrive. Yeah. Okay. Most of the time, I mean, like with going to the Caribbean and things, you don't really need it. No. Yeah. You know, they're very happy. Is even though we're at an all-inclusive resort and even though the tips are supposedly included, we still tip. You say supposedly um, included. Yeah. They're supposed to be. I mean, they say that they're included, that you're not responsible to tip or anything like that. But these people are busting their butts. Oh, they are. They are. You know, and and I treat them accordingly. Yeah. So, Which is great. Which is why I imagine that you'll probably get really good service if you can give additional tips. So on top of that. So that's always great. Um, okay. Well, I do want to just wrap this up really quick. But again, I want to thank the both of you for your wonderful information. I want to be able to share uh, some of that with my with my students, if that's okay with you. Um, they can go and find you on uh, uh, YouTube, obviously, at To Travel and Tour on YouTube. Uh, they can also find you on Facebook under the same group as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Although awesome. the um, the two travel and tour on YouTube, it doesn't have the and sign. It's actually it's the actual and spelled out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so wonderful. Well, I really want to thank you both, Neil and Kimberly, for spending the time with me. Thank you so much. Thank You're you welcome. for the opportunity. Thank you. Appreciate it. And so for my viewers that are out there, if you have any questions or comments you would like to share with me on this or anything else, you are more than welcome to send me a quick email at scott at theprofessortravel.com, and I'll be more than happy to respond to you on that. Now, if you're watching me on YouTube and you'd like to know when new videos get uploaded, simply click the bell icon right above us here in order to be notified about that. If you haven't already done so, please feel free to subscribe. It doesn't cost anything at all, and we really appreciate that. Um, and then if you like this content and you want to see more of it, give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate that too. But if you're listening to us on the podcast, please, please write a review, rate us. We really appreciate all feedback. So until next time, my name is Scott. I am the Professor Travel. I make every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting the Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with the Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.